0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Good morning, everybody. I'm Bart Wakler, Toby Altizer, and Paul Limick are joining us in a little bit for Mm-hmm, mm We recorded that Tuesday morning. So we won't get into the trade deadline stuff. We did have a very interesting conversation about Rodgers and the Packers and Jordan Love. And like, at what point do you bench Rodgers? And Paul almost broke me. So listen to that and let me know what you think. Cause it almost broke me. Ultimately my, my thoughts are the same. I think that Rogers is too big of an aura to do anything about. Now, the question for the Packers on trade deadline day was, What can you improve? Can you make the team better? Or do you, do you sell? There's assets moving. I mean, if there's a market for players and you're three and five, do you try to capitalize? What if the trade deadline was two weeks later and they lose to Detroit and they lose to Dallas? Well, now you're three and seven. What if you win against Detroit and lose to Dallas? Well, now I'm still your four and six. Maybe the Packers could have been sellers, um, if the trade down was a little later. But I just don't think it's in their nature. I don't think they would have ever admitted it. Again, when you have Aaron Rodgers, I don't think they would have ever admitted it. But so you want them to be buyers, right? You're, you're three and five. The uh, receiving game is a mess, right? That was the target that everybody wanted. They they wanted people wanted the Packers to require the ability to acquire. Never never admit that you make a mistake. Just keep on going, and, and it'll come to you. Uh, but a receiver is the big need, right? Even though Toure caught a touchdown and, and Dodds. Here's Von Miller and Richard Sherman. Von Miller does a podcast, apparently. Or it's Richard Sherman's podcast. Von Miller was on it. Von Miller plays for the Bills, of course. Uh, and he was talking to Rogers during the game. Packers are trying to come back, and they're running the ball really well. And the Bills are like, okay, keep doing that. We played the Packers this week. and I was talking to Aaron Rodgers on there. And I was asking, I was like, hey, like, why are y'all not passing the ball? Like, y'all down 17 points. Why why are y'all not passing the ball? Like, why are y'all not passing the ball? And like, I'm not gonna tell you what he said because i you know, I'm not gonna use this
0: platform to, you know, to get shit started. But I was asking him, like, hey, like, why are y'all not passing the ball, man? What you what you think going on? Not only with not, not only think not only with Aaron Rodgers, but Russell Wilson and and, and Tom Brady, what you what do you think going on with these three guys?
2: No, 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 no! I tell you what, Aaron said. I ain't got nobody to throw it to. I don't trust none of them. I wish I could throw it to myself. That's why what he said to you. Like I don't trust these boys. They, they couldn't catch a cold in a snowstorm in Alaska.
1: Like, what he said. <laughs> because I mean, if you don't catch a cold there, you can't you can't catch a football. <laughs> I mean, a snow in a good. <laughs> Good shit there, Rich. Good shit. So what do you want? You want a receiver? Well, Brandon Cooks didn't get traded, and he's all mad. Uh, Chase Claypool got traded to the Bears for a second-round pick. I love this. You want Chase Claypool. He gets traded to the Bears. You want TJ Hawkinson. He gets traded to the Vikings. And then you look at the package, and you're like, no, no, no. Never for that. Well, do you guys want the Packers to trade or not? Bradley Chubb goes to the Dolphins. The Dolphins trade away Chase Edmonds and then get Jeff Wilson Jr. from the Niners, another guy that uh, Mike McDaniel's familiar with. Naheem Hines of the Bills, Zach Moss of the Colts. So, so, uh, Kelvin Ridley suspended still this year to the Jags for next year. So, long-term play there. There were 12 players traded. That's the most on deadline day in the last 30 years. So the NFL is like, why would we need to move it back? There was plenty of action. What are you guys bitching about? But no Packer trades. What I what angered me today, uh, wasn't that the Packers didn't make a trade because I they, they weren't gonna. And then you saw the reports oh, they were in on Claypool and the Bears wanted this instead. This happens every year, you guys. It's Charlie Brown kicking the football. You woke up knowing the Packers weren't gonna make a trade. Yet you sweated out on Twitter all day, refreshing, hoping for a trade. And then every trade you saw, you got irate and mad. But you knew they weren't going to make a trade. So why? Why'd you do it? Why'd you do it to yourself? I just looked at three o'clock and saw who was traded. Less stress. I knew I wasn't going to miss anything. They just don't make trades. The Hawkinson deal, to me, I like it for Minnesota. Irv Smith's out. I mean, it's not, so you trade a couple picks for a guy that's going to help you. The Packers should have done it with with Marshawn Lynch. They should have done it with Randy Moss. They should have done it with Tony Gonzalez. They've never done it then. Why would they do it now? There are a lot of differences between Goody and Ted, but they just they're not going to make trades in the middle of the season. And even if Brandon Cooks got traded here, what was that going to do? Yeah, get him up to speed. How big is the impact going to be on Sunday? And then you're, I just, for a team like the Packers, you know, the Vikings bring in TJ Hawkinson to be a third option. The bears bring in chase Claypool to give fields a little, you know, another guy to throw to as they're continuing to rebuild and help his development. Even if they don't sign chase, I like that trade for the bears give fields weapons. Look, I really am high on Justin fields. Very high. I think he's very good. Three guys that I've, I've studded my neck out for the last five years. Justin Fields. Daniel Jones. And I'm not going to say the other one because it was Baker Mayfield and he sucks. But you knew they weren't going to make a trade. What bothered me more than anything was Dan Orlovsky saying, make a trade, Packers. Uh, Richard Jefferson. Uh, no, that's not his name the hell's that guy's name oh my god uh wow robert griffin the third i was gonna say richard griffin and then like wow rg3 rg3's whole twitter feed today was trying to beg the packers to get brandon cooks what like so so the packers let's say we wake up today and the packers have brandon cooks we still have the cowboys titans and eagles on the schedule what's brandon cooks gonna do I don't know. The Packers are in a weird purgatory. I saw this tweet from someone very good where they're not like a player away, but also they don't they, like they don't suck suck. I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs at this point. I don't see how. Again, that could change. A month ago, I thought they had the makeup of a Super Bowl team. We'll see. So I was getting mad about that. The Annie Agar's of the world finally made a joke about. The, you know, the one joke she's ever made about the Lions not seeing a Lombardi trophy. All right. Uh, I got a couple of voicemails here. Ed.
2: Bart. First time, long time. Hell yeah. This is Ed from Wisconsin, but in Phoenix. Uh, wanted to call in as I am as frustrated as everyone else with the lack of moves today. As my good, good, good buddy Craig from Appleton and I were talking via text today, uh, doing nothing today shows the team and the fan base that we're content with where we're at. Even if they became sellers, uh, that would show everyone a direction of where we wanted to go this year and get some draft picks. I think that would have made everyone – I think that would have made it easier for everybody to deal with this today. But to see the Bears of all teams go after a wide receiver when we clearly need something to help makes us a complete laughing stock to the entire NFL. Uh, This is frustrating. Uh, We'll listen to the,
1: the rest of the voicemails, and I'll try not to be a foreigner to the show later. Oh, that's good to hear, Eddie. Don't be a foreigner to the show. If anything, you know, sometimes, like, is TJ Hawkinson, I'll go back to that one, a game changer for Minnesota? Or you can look at it like, if you're the Vikings, you're, what are you, six and one? And you're at the trade deadline, and you're like, are we good enough to compete with the Eagles? Are we really a Super Bowl team? And then your management's telling you, hey, we went out and got a guy. And sometimes it's about that. Sometimes it's not about the fourth-round pick you're giving up for Randy Moss. Sometimes it's not about the six-round pick you're giving up for Marshawn Lynch. Sometimes it's about we see you, go get the guy. Here's a little, here's a little boost. When you're playing those racing games and you got three boosts, and that and you're gonna use one around the corner, Here, take this boost, take this momentum. Sometimes it's about that more than it's about you know the player. Now the Packers are so bad that I'm like so thankful they they don't have to face T.J. Hawkinson this weekend. So that was my first thought uh i'll get you another voicemail in a second do want to tell you about happy place hemp HappyPlaceHemp.com promo code bart 25 percent off all the great orders that you can get at happy place hemp you can go in there they're off college in muskego okay uh and they're across the street from maddie's in new berlin man i gotta get the maddie's um plug by association Because I I have them on Facebook, and their parties for the Packers get, like, bigger every week. So, plus I had my own burger there once, seven years ago. Oh, someone else? Oh. I get confused. Uh, Happyplacehemp.com, right across the street, though, or it's right at your browser, happyplacehemp.com. Happyplacehemp.com. Some good CBD products. They got THC products as well, the Delta 8s, Delta 9s, the THC that my buddy Tim Shea took one last night uh, and, and helped him get a good night's sleep. So a lot of different stuff that they have there. Check it out. Browse around a little bit. Um, maybe a I don't know maybe a good holiday gift. <laughs> or maybe it'll help you at the holidays if you're not so much like your in-laws. HappyPlaceHemp.com use the discount code BART at checkout. Get 25% off your order. Any order. So if you've heard me before and you're like, yeah, that was a good order. I got 25% off. Um, I wish I had a discount the next time. You do! Same code, Bart. And they'll send it right to your door, too. So if you don't want to get in there, or you, don't, or you don't have time, they'll send it right to your door. Easy, discreet, within a day or two. Very easy. Happyplacehemp.com. Uh, let's get another voicemail. Hot take, Jake.
2: Good morning, Bob. What's going on, buddy? This is Hot Take Jake, just here to serve up your daily dose of reality. Look, man, I kind of just want to get you a hug after listening to Tuesday's show. You sound so sad. You're wondering, you're musing. Where did this all go wrong with Green Bay? Man, it's a pretty obvious answer. It all went wrong when you decided that one player was bigger than the G on the side of the helmet, which I've been told the Packers don't subscribe to that theory, but their actions show otherwise. You've got a guy who went to the Kyrie Irving School of Philosophy, reads half of a few Facebook articles, and all of a sudden he thinks he's Aristotle. The bad leader. He's a bad dude. Bad family man. I don't want to pile up on the guy. Yeah, I do. Fuck that guy. Sorry, when they gave him that contract, that was the end. When you basically ceded control of the organization to a single player to the point where you cannot get out of that deal. I mean, to me, that says it all right there. Anyways, Bart, don't be sad, my brother. We've got Giannis just smashing dudes like it's nothing. Even on his off days, he's putting up 30 and 10. Like, just rejoice, man. The Bucks
1: championship season is upon us. Let's ride this wave, baby. Love you, buddy. Uh, love you too, Jake. That's funny. That voicemail is actually very similar to part of a conversation that we're going to have with Toby and Paul coming up in a little bit. Um, all right. You can always leave a voicemail, 402-915-BART. I got some more to play. We'll do that on tomorrow's show. Um, I'm going to tape that tonight. So after the Bucks Pistons, I'll tape another show, play some voicemails, talk to who's ever there, kind of a Bucks post, kind of just a talk. I don't know. I'll be on. And you can find me or listen the next day. Either I mean, honestly, either way, thank you. I don't know if that is sincere enough, but the fact that you guys are here right now calling, I mean, it, it means the world. Not to get all emotional. You know, it's a culture shock when – uh The key fob don't work no more, so this has been good for me. Uh, So thanks. A couple other things, real quick. Yeah, Steve Nash out with the Nets. The Bucks have the best odds to win the NBA title again. That changed, I think, in the last couple of days. But when you turn on your NBA lives or whatever, you're going to see the Nets. You're going to see the Lakers. It's going to be that way all year because the Bucks are functional. They're too functional. The NBA covers dysfunctional teams, and there's so many of them. So just enjoy the games. Ride this win streak as long as we can. Middleton's coming back. You know, this is not – there's going to be some still some fun stuff to break down, like who's getting minutes and can we see Bochamp and when's Middleton coming back and all that. But just enjoy. Enjoy this season, and then let's really kick it in the high gear come April. This should be about getting the games, watching them, Uh, Teaching your kids who Giannis is. Him wearing rubble on the double at Halloween. Big, big plus for him in this house. Paw Patrol. And then lastly, uh, college football playoff standings. Tennessee number one. Big game against Georgia. I am really excited for that game. Granted, it'll be on when Roman Reigns is fighting uh, Logan Paul from Saudi Arabia. But maybe I'll laptop that one. All right, when we come back, Toby Altizer, Paul Immig. Mm-hmm, we'll talk Packers, we'll talk some Bucks. We'll talk a little Brewers in there as well. And again, the big story today no trades for the Packers. Sorry if you got suckered into thinking it would happen. Shame on all the media and the meme accounts. Look, Josiah Johnson's the king. Let him do it. I don't need BetMGM and FanDuel and all these other accounts being josiah light let the king be the king be right back
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Wire. Just go to Indeed.com slash Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you make decisions for your company,
2: you look for the no-brainers.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to the Bart Winkler Show. I'm Bart Winkler. Paul Emig's back. Uh, Toby Altizer, who, dude, Toby went to an NFL game, too, this weekend. Toby saw his team win, though. Washington <laughs> over Indy. I never caught the, uh, did they bench Ellinger, or did he get hurt again? No, I mean, nothing happened with Ellinger. He just. Didn't nothing. Matt Ryan come back in? No. No, I mean. Oh, okay. Because then I was reading because I saw an ESPN, and I haven't you know gone back yet, but it said Matt Ryan threw a touchdown. No, he did not So ESPN's (laughs) just stupid. The app. Isn't isn't isn't
3: Foles the backup anyway? Yeah, Foles is the backup. I don't know if Matt Ryan plays again this year. So it's an odd situation for him.
4: Well, was Matt Ryan even active or was he street clothes?
3: I think he was in street clothes. Yeah, that's what I thought.
1: Because all these – like, Matt Ryan sucks. Carson Wentz sucks. Rodgers was better Sunday. But Brady sucks. They all suck now. Yeah, I think it's –
3: you're seeing this trend, and I saw someone that written about this talking about the Colts situation, but you can look around the league, and it's kind of becoming this way. If your quarterback can't move to avoid pressure – because of the way that offensive lines are just getting overpowered by the studs on the defensive line, if your quarterback can't at least maneuver enough to get away from the pass rush, your offense is so limited. Look at Stafford. You mentioned Rodgers. You mentioned Brady. You know, all these guys used to be spectacular, and it's because they could move around in the pocket. They could evade these things. Now they're older. You know, you think of Rodgers when he was younger. He could get out on the outside, and he was always spectacular outside of the regular course of the play now it's not the case anymore because he can't evade those pass rushers like he used to so i think we're starting to see i wouldn't say you have to have a lamar jackson or even maybe a josh allen type to be successful but you need guys that can at least move around and that's why i think you saw the colts go to uh ellinger over matt ryan that's why the commanders have won two games with taylor heineke instead of carson wentz is you got to be able to move a little bit in the pocket
1: how did you like uh, Indy? I like Lucas Oil Stadium.
3: It's the second time I've been there. I went there for the Big Ten Championship a couple of years ago, wisconsin Penn State. So it's it's a really cool area. I like Indy a lot. I love that stadium. Uh, it was kind of cool to see they did the Ring of Honor and honored Tariq Glenn. Uh, so it was kind of cool to see all the guys back for that. Peyton Manning All right. There. So it, it was really cool. To to go to a game there, I love that stadium. So it was a lot of fun.
1: Paul, uh fire away the questions. I
4: would say downtown Indy is great. Like everything is connected through in you know indoor tunnels and well you know like in, indoor tunnels, and so you can get many 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 square blocks just without even having to go outside if you don't want to. All the hotels are connected. All the restaurants. The NFL Combine is there every year. Toby or Bart, if you guys ever get a chance to cover that, you should. It's it's an interesting week. Toby's uh, trying to
1: get credentials from the podcast. It's not working, but maybe we'll try in the combine. Toby, if
4: you ever work for a, a, you know, something that people have heard of,
1: and you yeah. can get and you can get credentials, cover the combine. It's it's an interesting week. Um, well, the, these NFL stadiums, like I be dra- traveling to fourteen of them now. I flex. I like the ones that are downtown. Oh, yeah. They're even back- even even you know, aside from the you know, wanting to booze the whole time, going to like going to Buffalo and going to Kansas City were the last two I went to, they're like out of the way, and then you get and then the tailgate, and a lot of people tailgated both of those, and it's a pain getting out. Yeah, I, I mean, I we left early. I that was the one like we've gone to these games, and this one. We knew we were, like, we knew we were leaving early. Like, I have no problem, by the way, with you
4: leaving early. I'm, like, a beat traffic guy. My dad was a let's beat traffic guy growing up, and I was, like, so pissed about it as a kid. Yeah. And now I'm, like, oh,
1: let's beat traffic. Like, yeah. this was, what What was I complaining about? This is the only way to do it. But, and it, it wasn't a gradual change for me. It was, like, one day I'm just, like, oh, shit, I'm a beat traffic guy now. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's I mean, Lambo even Like where everyone's Like if you get stuck You're stuck You have it's to the same way in Buffalo We didn't leave early Not only would we be We had been stuck Getting off on like The two roads To get out of there We were We parked at this like Event hall Right by the stadium And they have all their land That they use for Parking obviously But We were way in the back So we would have Never gotten
4: out Yeah Yeah so, I would say it was smart, but also you spent an entire weekend so that you could leave the game 12 minutes early.
1: Um, which, but yeah, that's, yeah. And I have no problem. I have no problem with that.
4: Okay. All right. No judgment from me. All right. We're going to start with Packers, obviously. I also have Brewers. I also have Bucks. And why Brewers? Well, because they made a big GM change, and you should cover that news, especially when there's significant fallout from it. Okay. Let's pretend. Maybe you don't have to use such a big part of your imagination to pretend this. Let's pretend the Packers lose in Detroit. Jordan Love should start the rest of the season. Mm-hmm, uh, or mm mm
1: mm mm. Whoa. Okay. Well, this is a must-win for the Packers. I've decided uh, uh, unquestionably, and I. On yesterday's show, was very close to fully committing to the Dunn Club. Not until after the Detroit game. After Detroit, you have Dallas, Tennessee, and Philly. Yeah, but if you could, but look, I mean, if you you can if you can get out of these four
4: two and two.
1: Well, Tim you know, Shane they're, was they're like st- try to go three and one, and I said, "There's no way in hell they go three and one," and then that's the sad. I mean, if they go three and one here, it's a complete game changer. We're right back to whatever, but we're on a four game losing streak. Even everyone wants to compare it to the 2020 season. We didn't have a four game losing streak in the 2020 season. The longest we had was two. Well, so, they only lost three the 2021, games. 20, Jesus, 2010. God. Okay. Okay. I was like, where are you going with this? Super Bowl. Okay. So they, they got a four game losing streak. Um, Detroit, so let's say you beat Detroit then against Dallas, Tennessee, and Philadelphia and the Philadelphia games on the road Sunday night that's gonna be like a repeat of this weekend. Tennessee Thursday night games are Thursday night games are weird though, like they're totally unpredictable. Well, Tennessee's winning again, and then Dallas, I mean, my God. So I would say if you're gonna go to start Jordan Love. Because, so I, w- I was going to say, I'm looking at the schedules Detroit, Dallas, Tennessee, Philly, Chicago, bye. And I was going to say, well, maybe start Jordan Love after the bye. But then you got the Rams. But then who, like, if Rogers is coming back next year. Yeah. Sure. So, with Rogers coming back, there's no reason to start Jordan Love. Well, I'll, I'll withhold
4: my opinion in its entirety until it's my turn. But I, I think there are reasons.
1: All right. I, I, like, I would love to, I would love to see a game with Jordan Love just to see it. But we still, I mean, Rogers was not bad the other night. Um, I'm going to say, as long as you think Rogers is coming back next year, there's no reason to start Jordan love. That's so that's my answer. Mm-mm, Toby. Mm-mm, no way. No way. I don't think that you can start Jordan love this season
3: unless it's because of an injury. It's not going to be the same situation as last year. Cause they, wrapped up the division we know that's going to not going to be the case so yeah. the only reason you start Jordan Love this year is because of injury or maybe you get knocked out of playoff contention and you have well a- I think I
4: think you just hinted at one of my points but you know three and six maybe you're not technically officially out of playoff contention
3: but you might as well be I mean I, I get where you're coming from but if you look at where the NFC's at I know that the schedule is going to get tough, but a lot of people were still talking about this Packers team as being one of the most talented rosters in the NFL. It was just a question of the offense. I think the offense might have found a little bit of something in Buffalo, even though there was no chance of them really winning that football game. It seemed like they might have got a little bit of a rhythm going. So maybe you can build off of that. Assuming like you said they lose to Detroit, they're three and six. They've got a tough schedule ahead. But it's not like they're completely gone. Like, I don't know that they're a Super Bowl team, you know, three and six. But, you know, could they still sneak in and get that wild card spot? I mean, sure. But at that point, I I guess you could look at saying, let's maybe improve draft position if that's what you want to do. But I don't think if Rodgers is coming back next year, which I think we all assume is going to happen, there's no way that you can just sit them on the bench.
4: So I disagree. With both of you guys.
3: But I'll, I'll tell you what. I want to see if I
4: can convince you at all or at least bring your, your definitive mm a bit closer to the
1: center. All right. There's no chance you're going to do it. <laughs> Try, though.
4: Third year of Jordan Love. There's a fifth-year option on his first-round rookie contract. He will make you worse. If you're 3-6 and six and your playoff hopes are at, like, 2%, you want to be worse no. while simultaneously finding out in not just a one game sample size in Kansas City with his mom in the last row of the stadium you want a month to two month window to see is he great is he good is he totally replaceable is he bad you need to find this out if he's good maybe you're like okay good by the time he's at his fifth year and Rogers leaves after the 2023 season, It'll be Jordan Love's fifth year and he's our guy. And we're going to extend him because, by the way, we're not far away from should the Packers give Jordan Love an extension mm-hmm or mm-mm. at a certain point, whether he's still the backup or he's the starter, you have to make that decision. That is not far into the distance, into the distant future that you have to make a decision. And by the way, then you're Jordan Love and you'd say, I know you're offering me this extension, but they're not, not going right. to get the chance to make the decision because Rogers is here. It doesn't but but Jordan Love can still say, "Oh, $10 million should be a backup." Sign me up. Matt Flynn, J- Jimmy Garoppolo before Trey Lance got hurt, like Nick Foles, there's good money in being a backup quarterback, which by the way, good money, no hits to the head. It's a, it's a win-win for, like, like there's there's a scenario in which Jordan Love signs an extension without being given the starting job. Like that scenario exists. But if he's really good, for a two-month straight – again, this is assuming the Packers lose in Detroit, which I don't think they will. I think they'll win. So I don't think Uh, this is even a thing. I I think they'll win. It it might be like 42 to 38 the way some of these Detroit games go, especially at Ford Field, but, like, I think the Packers will win. So – but if they lose and they're 3-6, and and it's not just like, okay, they lost five in a row. It's you just lost five in a row with that fifth one being in Detroit. Like, with, by the way, to your point, Dallas, Tennessee, and Philly coming up. At that point, I, res- I if, if I was running the team, and it would take huge gusto to make that call. And I don't think Matt Lafleur will do it. So again, it's another moot point because Lafleur won't actually do it. Kind of like, you know, the, the the Joe Barry decision. Should he? Of course, he should do something about the defensive coordinator. Will he? No, he he won't. In the hypothetical world where we don't have to deal with the personnel consequences of these decisions, the Packers should. In the event of losing Detroit, find out in a two-month stretch what Jordan Love can do. If he's terrible, goody. You go 3-14, and 14, you get one of the top picks in the draft that you obviously desperately need from a, from a, st- a talent standpoint. If he's really good, you can legit trade him this offseason for more than a third or fourth-round pick. Maybe you can get close to actually getting your investment back. Not that you get the three years back that you could have had T. Higgins, but like you get some of the investment back. So, best-case scenario— are twofold. He's really good. You get better trade value. He's really bad. You get a better draft pick when your team is going clearly nowhere. If, if you're three and six coming off a loss in Detroit with Dallas, Tennessee and, and Philly coming up on the schedule, because like they could be three and nine, you know, like, so, so I don't know. Did that sway you at all? I mean, well, I, feel, I, I mean, I, I, Philly, I, feel I, can't, really strong I can't about this take.
1: I can't there. There's, there's a giant boulder <laughs> in the way from, like you even presenting the argument you're trying to tell me it's like you're trying to tell me that the guy didn't commit the murder when I saw with my own eyes, the guy commit the murder. And you're trying to like, the, the, the Boulder is Rogers is here. Yeah. Like any, any hypothetical on any other team you can't do because of Rogers. This is a point I've been trying to, Get across and in trying to like figure out why they didn't like everyone thinks not everyone sorry that's the one thing people still if I go everyone or all it's like you know what I'm doing but you You went to journalism
4: school you know you can't use the all
1: statements because when I say everyone in Milwaukee sports media sucks I don't mean that I don't mean everyone hyperbole all right. right I'm Mr Hyperbole
4: God. People always get pissed about that. All right. So, quote unquote, everyone says about Rodgers. What is it?
1: That what's we should have my boulder. That we should have traded. Him. But Rodgers is the you can't do anything on a normal. We couldn't even play Taysom Hill like one snap a game because it'd be one less snap for Rodgers. Like, we don't we don't even run like oh Jacoby Brissett's gonna go over there and Nick Chubb's gonna hand like we're not even doing direct snaps to Aaron Jones because Rodgers. Does he need the ball? I don't know. They don't even try it. They don't. Rogers has the ball all the time. They don't do any of the fun stuff that other teams do. They they were
2: <laughs> more barbell rats, <reds>, please.
1: <laughs> they were certainly uh, not going to trade him because of the giant ramifications of it. Just like it's uncomfortable. They're never. They're never going to tell Rodgers. Hey, look, we're starting Jordan Love because then you go on McAfee and be like, "No, Packers, do what they want." To do. Like it just, it just it's just it's too much. You just can't do anything, and you're gonna you're gonna go watch a game where Rogers is on the sideline with a clipboard in street clothes. Absolutely not. You're paying him sixty million dollars, and he's coming back. It's just like even if all the arrows point to you should, you could, it's in your best interest. You can't. Because fine, fine. Rodgers, Listen, I, I hear you. I what I want to
4: emphasize is that they should, it doesn't matter, not, not that they will. They we're, should we're, have
1: we're, traded them. This is,
4: they no, should no, not no, have well, drafted Jordan
1: Love. Well, hold on, though, the, the, the nothing straight, that they've done has been right. The draft class, I mean, we went through this yesterday. The draft classes are like Goody sucks, LaFleur sucks, and they're stuck with Rodgers. This is a on. disaster. They are the sh- like watching what the Brewers did and amplifying it by 30. The They're should in trouble. Hold on. The should that you're referencing in the case
4: of should they have traded them is past tense. It's over. Some cost fallacy, whatever. That part that you said they should have, but hindsight, this ki- this should is future. Like you could actually change the future. Like you haven't made the decision yet. And Bart, one thing that you want to do, if, you know, hypothetically you took over the team is that who's in charge is Matt LaFleur in charge or is Aaron Rodgers in charge? We know what the answer actually is. Aaron Rodgers is in charge. What, what should, what should be the scenario that Matt LaFleur should be in charge. If Matt LaFleur was actually in charge and he was told, Hey Matt, you're coming back next year. Like you're, you're the coach for the next three years. Don't worry about it. The best thing for the Packers being good in 2023 and beyond is this scenario where Rogers is just benched for two months now people are gonna listen to this right now and they're saying another anti-Rogers take why anti-Rogers this is not anti-Rogers this is pro future state of the organization the best thing well, basically for the you try to it, but you're gonna you're gonna go to Rodgers and say if, let me, can I say one more thing if 2022 is a loss if and I think once, if you lose in Detroit, 2022 is a loss. It's gone. 2022 is gone if you lose in Detroit. You're three and six with the schedule that we've talked about many times. If that's the case, you should be focused on 2023 and beyond.
1: No, you're not what? playing for a lower draft pick oh, one, but
4: you're, you're also playing. playing for... You're also playing to find out in more than a one game. And then what
1: if Jordan games? Love is good? And then no. That's, Rogers. Rogers is never going to allow a situation. Where you can find out if Jordan it's, Love is good, it's not up to him.
3: Well, and uh, let me let me chime but in. But it
1: is, because but because he's got to. Let Tovita.
3: So, I get where you're coming from, Paul. I'm still going to disagree with you. I get where you're coming from, though. But when you look at this, and I can speak from experience with Washington because they did this <laughs> uh, quarterback a couple of years ago, and the quarterback had to be benched because he wasn't playing well enough. And the reason that Ron Rivera did it, is because he said it wasn't fair to the other 52 guys on the roster. In this case, if you're the Packers, we, we can talk about love and Rogers and should, shouldn't can Rogers deal with that. I don't think any of that's you know, remove all that is Aaron Jones going to feel better if Jordan love is out there is Romeo Dobbs going to feel better. Is the defense going to feel as much uh, all all, all these things going forward. And as much as you want to put the should and those things, I, I don't think it's plausible because it's only halfway through the season. I know you're three and six, but you're only halfway through the season. If this were 15 games in, then maybe you could say we're going to give Jordan love the last two, but I don't think you can go halfway through the season at three and six. A team that has been able to turn things around in the past with Aaron Rodgers from a bad point in the season get on a little bit of a winning streak. I don't think you can bench Rodgers and then the rest of the team be on board with it. Aaron Rodgers obviously isn't. I, be- I, I, let, let me let me be clear.
4: I, I, and I think and this is where you, in the true sense, you keep saying benching Rodgers. In the true sense, are you benching Rodgers? Like in this scenario, yes. But I'm not saying this isn't like this is Roger's fault. Aaron did poorly and we he because of his poor play we're going to replace him with what we think is a better option. No, I'm not Jordan Love is not a better option for the final 8 games of the 2022 season. Like I I'm, am I making – make I just want to make sure you I'm actually it, that you, you, clear. I'm not I'm not saying Jordan Love for the final 8 games is a better option in 2022 than Aaron Rodgers in 2022. I, like I, is that clear?
3: I just don't think it's fair for the rest of the guys on the roster. Like you put together a defensive guys and, you know, a lot of these guys are under contract for the next couple seasons, but is it fair to the guys on the defensive side of the ball that are going to go out there the rest of the season, knowing that we've given up already? And so. I'm- I, you know what? I,
4: I hear you. And again, I, I'm not trying to tell you that I would in Matt LaFleur's shoes probably actually for real, be able to do this. You can't,
1: that's the it's thing. So,
4: it's so political, and I don't mean political, political. I just mean, like, the locker room right. dynamic. You can't political. go up,
1: you, you, you. like, it's not about going up to Rodgers. Even if you go up to Rodgers and say, here's our plan, and he goes, okay, I understand, and so completely, okay. he'll be a huge dick on McAfee. He'll be sulking <laughs> at his locker. Well, and I mean, the aura of Rodgers is so large that you can't, it permeates and infects everything. And, and,
4: and listen, I, I'm not trying to say that human beings are robots you have to take in, you have to take into account the human element i get that if this was a simulation you would bench rodgers excuse me i know i said bench now i'm like you would start the lesser quarterback who you need to see if he's good or not like if if you didn't take into account the human elements which of course you have to if but if fun. you didn't have to this is what you would do like if if this were if, if you were just doing like your robot simulation and your madden sim and your what this is the right move for your company. This is the right move for yeah,
1: the future of your saying, business, saying, man. This is this is Aaron Rodgers who if, we got I want to get off this. this if is,
3: this were Madden I would consider it Paul and real quick
1: uh, to play Devil's
3: Advocate Bart. We can blame this all on Rodgers. You can talk about it and say if you did this to Brady, if you did this to Stafford, if you did this to lie guys, it'd be the same way. So it's not just Yeah, it. this
1: isn't me like firing off on my, on Rodgers. I'm just I'm saying that he's too big. Yeah. He's too big. I think the one chance He's bigger you have in the organization, the one thing the Packers always try not to do. but And they, and that's the problem here. Like,
4: And even your old and now new friend again, Aaron Nagler, makes this point that the Packers, by their own actions, have made themselves the hostage of the Aaron Rodgers game. Absolutely. It's a self-inflicted situation that the Packers have put themselves in that they tried very hard and – for the most part successfully to never have the organization be smaller than any one player. It was the Favre situation. It's the Rogers. You, it is in fact the Aaron Rodgers thing that the Packers are part of the Aaron Rodgers universe and not vice versa. Absolutely. So all I would just, I guess, finish by saying is this isn't like, Hey Rogers, you, you, you were, you're the reason that we're three and six. So get out of here. We're going to do you. I, I could see though a scenario where like, what if LaFleur, the Monday after this hypothetical loss in Detroit, went up to Aaron and he said, Hey, you're back next year, can't wait. Can we give Jordan like just three weeks before the bye? He won't say yes. Well, I mean, like, this is a private conversation. Like he I don't think he yes. would, I, I don't think he would say yes, but that would be the one way around this, is if you got a private one-on-one sign-off from him to say, yes. Yep, let's give him three weeks before the bye. I get it. We're not playing well. Let's just, yeah, I, I'm coming back next year. I, when, when I get asked about this on the McAfee show, Matt LaFleur, I, Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to be cool about this. I'm going to say it's time to, like, I, I know I, Aaron, in my third year, I wanted to see what I had. And I think this is Jordan's side, and, and hopefully
1: Jordan plays really well. We're, 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 that's all, that's, all pipe, yeah. that's never happening. The
3: only way this happens is if Packers actually get eliminated from playoff contention, there's a 0% chance, then Rodgers would maybe consider it.
4: Toby, the last thing I'll say, and then I I won't even mention Rodgers in this statement. The thing about, like, is it fair to the defense? Is it fair to the offensive line? Is it fair to whatever? You're three and six. Like, your opinion, like, play better, right? It's kind of like, oh, you shouldn't run up the score. Then play better. Well, you you shouldn't give up on the season. Then play better in the first nine games. Like this is a, this is your problem, Darnell Savage, for t- suddenly being terrible. This is your problem, Joe Barry, for you know making the defense what like this is your problem, Brian Gudekins, for putting together this awful receiving core. And like this, so I'm sorry that this is the consequence of these situations. But I, your feelings are hurt. Well, my feelings are hurt as Matt Lafleur because you're dumping all over my great first three years as an NFL head coach by putting this awful thing together. And so again, there, there are emotions and human egos at stake. So this is a, an almost impossible scenario to discuss, but I don't know. I would love a very robotic, like, yeah, but this is what we're doing. I know your feelings are hurt. I don't care. The floor's too much. I can't, I can't not, I can't look. It won't happen. I would, it would be very interesting. It's
1: it's 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 a nice conversation. Uh, I don't know what else you've got planned. I don't want to talk about Packers for another minute on this episode.
2: <laughs> All
4: right, can I? Oh, I have one more. It's so tangent. Okay, wait, you want you want to go other other directions?
1: I am so pissed off about the Packers sucking like this.
4: Now I'm gonna, I've got to do one more. And if, so if so you want, to just spent
1: that much time talking about. Would Rogers allow you to get a look at Jordan Love? Where are what happened?
4: Oh, a lot of things went terribly wrong. That were the, the fact that we're here. What's I your mean, what's your little tangent one? Just say, three weeks ago, we were saying more likely. The well, Packers three win, weeks ago,
1: more the Packers win the Super Bowl or miss the playoffs, and we were like, win the Super Bowl. <laughs> like three weeks this, ago, no. three weeks ago, I was gonna I was gonna celebrate the rest of my life with a blue check mark, not having to pay for it. Lots <laughs> changed in three weeks. Is it? Is it? What does it cost? Apparently, it's gonna be twenty bucks a month. A month. Yeah, and you can't do it. Like, cause if you if if I if they really do that and then I still have a blue check mark after the fact, everyone's gonna know I paid. And that right. is embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. What's your tangent okay, one?
4: All right. And you're allowed to just give me a four second answer and then say pass.
1: But Toby's like, I will go to bed for this.
4: <laughs> Matt LaFleur Monday's press conference offers a very strong defense of Joe Barry. I think it was, a, quote, no, absolutely not, end quote, in regard to doing anything about Joe Barry or considering a different change. If you're a defensive player in that locker room, Matt LaFleur's strong support of Joe Barry during that press conference is a further negative to your
1: current morale about this team.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Or mm
1: I mean, on one hand, it's like coaches defending his guys, but. You know, I always like to defend my guys. But my guys, who I define as my guys, they don't suck. <laughs> Joe Barry sucks. So, mm-hmm, negative. Uh,
3: I'm going to go mm No, I don't think that that's going to sway them at all. I mean, like you said, Bart, it's him standing up for his guy Maybe you'd like to hear him say, no, we're not evaluating it at the time being or maybe be a little more neutral. But I don't have a problem with Lafleur coming out and saying publicly that he's not changing anything. It doesn't even mean that it's truthful. He could be lying. They could be evaluating. Yeah,
1: Barry's not even his guy. He's just Matt Lafleur is just up there because he thinks it's the right thing to do. I mean, if if he starts feeling a little bit of
3: wavering at the defensive coordinator position, then that really undermines his authority as a defensive coordinator. So I don't think it's a big issue, no.
4: Yeah, I'm with Bart. Um, mm-hmm, in terms of morale and it being a, a further negative hit, the ESPN article that was published by Rob Domofsky was there's a reason that players are giving you know on background like sort as a, a source close to the whatever. There's a reason that players at three and five are doing that. That is a terrible thing. If if you are Matt Lafleur and you have players in your locker room. Who, of course, I totally get it, don't want to be named in the story, but are talking to a reporter with you know, you just have to call me like a source close to the team, and and saying this, you've already lost, you've already lost that room, the defensive room at the very least. It's gone. That is a really bad and damning statement for Matt LaFleur, and specifically, of course, for Joe Barry. So now, does that mean that that opinion that was shared with Rob Domofsky was universal across the defensive locker room? No. One, two people? But well, definitely two, because I, I think the story said confirmed by another source. And so it's at least two. Maybe it's more. Probably is more. It's only two that were willing to talk about it with the reporter, um, even on background or, uh, you know, unsourced. So it's definitely a negative. Um I did, you know, my six years covering the team as on a full-time basis as a reporter up in Green Bay, I lived through the Fire Capers, the hashtag Fire Capers era, and they held on to Dom Capers for too long. It, like, there's no, like, historical rewrite that has to happen. They held they on had, to Dom. They've
1: had a bad defensive coordinator the entire time Rodgers has been here. How do you not figure that out?
4: Who was before Dom? I don't know. Cause Dom came in what? 2009, 10. Um, i trying to think who was before that, but it's so anyway, like Mike McCarthy would always be supportive of Dom capers. I specifically remember an article that I wrote where I asked Trem- Tremont Williams in the locker room and it was oh,
1: my God, Bob Sanders. Oh, Bob Sanders. Remember yeah. Jim Bates? Not really. Uh, Bob Slowick, Ed Donatel, Emmett Thomas, Fritz Schirmer, Ray Rhodes, blah, blah, blah.
4: I remember there's a talking to Tremont Williams in the locker room and I can use his name because it was uh, on the record. And I said, like, I think Mike McCarthy had just trying to recall the exact scenario. Mike McCarthy had just given a public support for Dom Capers at the podium and people were being asked about it. And Tremont, who was a very thoughtful guy like he he wasn't like off the cuff he thought about it for like five seconds like there's a five second awkward pause between the question ending and the answer beginning and then he gave like the politically correct response to me I, i i interpreted those five seconds of pause far more than i interpreted the actual words that subsequently were said which were like yeah no dom's our guy okay like if the team is already if the defensive players are already taking this step it's it's over like defensively speaking like the morale is horrendous for that to have happened any other thoughts otherwise bart i can now i can pivot
1: yeah i mean you bro, i don't ever think i want to watch the game this sunday i don't think i ever <laughs> want to talk about the packers again <laughs> all right bart you want to do brewers or bucks oh give me some bucks all right you have to make a big
4: money bet on who represents the East in the NBA Finals, and you're offered equal odds of the Bucks or the Field. You're seven. Wait, well, you're six and zero right now. The Milwaukee Bucks being six and zero at the time of this recording. Um, you got. I'm gonna tell you, big money bet. Well, like, they play
1: tonight, Wednesday night, against another game against the Pistons. And I'll be. I'm planning to go live again after that one. It's a big game, Pistons again. Second game of the series. Well, to me, it's uh, it's coming down to: Do I race to book someone for the Thursday show, or do I just go live and see what happens? Yeah, no, it's it's, it's probably the right strategy. And I think but you got live and seeing what happens is more of how I want the show to sound. So
4: yeah, no, it makes sense. So you got to go big money, big money bet, big chance to really rake in the cash. You get the bucks or the field on equal odds, even odds between those two scenarios. You're going to take the
1: bucks, mm-hmm. or I'm I mean, I'm pretty confident the Bucks are going to win the championship, so I'm going to take the Bucks. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give me the Bucks. They're just too good. They're too good. They're deep. Um, they don't even have Middleton. I mean, we could say Connaughton and Ingles, but Middleton. They they only have Middleton at this point. Yeah. If that
3: Celtic series lost last year, not saying that they had a hangover or anything, not saying that coming off a championship, they weren't focused, but it almost is like, all right, we're not just going to be given this again. We got to go work for it again. And I think they're going to, they've spent the off season working for it. And I think Giannis has the guys focused and ready to go. I think they're playing great already this season. And I mean, I just just don't see them slowing down unless some injury happens. So I'm going to say, yeah, give me the bucks.
4: Well, and you say some injury, it's pretty clear that they can win with any injury. That's not be honest, but well, I shouldn't say that. Right. Because they're winning now, but they're not going to, they're not going to make their way through the East in the playoffs without Middleton or drew. Also, we saw that last year with Middleton being out. Right. So yeah, if the big three are healthy, they should, but like Toby, you are, uh, Bucks fan second, right or first? Have they taken a second? Second, second.
1: Um, okay, I, got, I got that. I got that. Mofo in the two NBA Finals game. You better be a goddamn Bucks fan. Back when, <laughs> back when working for you could actually get you credentialed. <laughs> yeah, not anymore. So
4: that allegiance might start to shift. <clears throat> I do think that. So Toby, the reason I brought that up is like I wonder if NBA fan who's a fan of a Wizards or a Magic or, you know, a lesser NBA team, would the would the majority of people take the Bucks this early in the season over the field, knowing that so much can happen? Like, is that the smart bet? Or is the smart bet, hey, it's November 2nd?
1: Well, the, take, field's the, the field's usually the smart yeah, bet. The field's usually the smart bet. Way more. The
3: field's going to be the smart bet because, like you said, one misstep by Giannis and he's out for a while and that things could totally change, but. I mean, if we're going right now and we were going to say, who are you picking to win the NBA finals? I think a lot of people might, even people in Milwaukee, people in Wisconsin, people around the country would probably say the Bucks.
0: Some yeah.
1: people might say, well, you know, the Celtics got there last year and, and the Sixers have Embiid and and Harden's playing well and, and the Nets, you know, you can never count out the Nets. And I'm looking at it like, well, the Celtics, they had their chance. The Sixers, Embiid. Like they're better when he's off the floor. Yeah. Well, you have to put disclaimers for everyone else when you give them, the answer as the, the ball Nets. Ball. Like. Else. Like. God, the net. Like we can get mad. Like we can get mad at Rogers for being all like pontificating and saying immunize, but Rogers is nothing like Kyrie. Kyrie sucks. Rogers is just a guy that thinks he's like a little bit smarter. Like Roger's the guy that at college would play guitar barefoot in the quad and be like, "I read one book of, uh, you know, I have a, I have a I had a sociology class, so I know everything about the human brain." Where Kyrie's like organizing protest against Kyrie sucks, and then he tries to play the victim. So Kyrie sucks. Kyrie thought that the Mecca floor that they played on was from the actual 1970s. (laughs) He's so stupid. Yeah. He went to Duke. But he still is one of the best fourth quarter shooters I've ever seen, I will say. Fantastic. He he, he is very clutch in the fourth. Anyway.
4: I will also say "Mm hmm to the (laughs) Bucs while acknowledging
1: that it's not the smart...
4: That probably.
1: Yeah. Well, wow, pretty quiet on Kyrie. Yeah. Big Kyrie probably, fan. Probably better
4: <laughs> to uh you can't just say Kyrie sucks. Man, it's just I that stuff is so dishearten. It's just disheartening, right? Like yeah. that, that I don't even know. I think it's one of those things where you just consume enough of that type of media and you're just like. This is how did we get here? Yeah,
1: how did we get here? So sometimes maybe it's better,
4: better left to, yeah. To that, we make a beautiful pivot to the Brewers.
1: (laughs) Oh, God. Kyrie sucks, but Rick Schlesinger sucks. (laughs) Just kidding. So, Bart, pre
4: David Stearns stepping down. I, I'll say what I, I would have felt, he's probably going to bring back the majority. Like, not a lot of changes. Like, it, David Stern's built this team, and maybe he'll tinker here or there. But I think most Brewers fans are hoping for quite a different look to the team next year. So what I want to ask you is, like, with Matt Arnold, who, of course, Matt Arnold was part of the construction, but it wasn't – he's not the lead – he was not the lead architect.
1: So this is Goody Thompson's scenario here.
4: Yeah. Like, it's a, it, he's part of the tree but he has his own visions for things. So Matt Arnold taking over the lead architect role makes you feel that the Brewers are going to be a different look, like a, a a different look that you're, you're optimistic that the change at the top is going to result in the type of changes
1: that you as a Brewers fan want to see. Mm-hmm. Or mm-mm. Uh, there'll be changes. they will be worse. So mm-mm. I mean, Mark Atnazio at least got some pushback from Stearns. But Arnold's going to be so happy he's got this job. Look, here's, here's the thing with the Brewers. They Mark either needs to be an owner that meddles extensively or one that doesn't. He can't keep jumping back in from year to year. And that's what it seems like is happening. He says, you guys didn't want me to meddle? I didn't meddle. Then people wanted more input, so I try to get more input. You know, th- then just d- let the guys do it. I don't understand why that's such a hard philosophy. You know, I get, I get, I guess if you're an owner of a team, and you buy a team and you're watching them suck, um, then that must be hard. But at least Jerry Jones, like for real, at least he's like, I own this team, so I'm also going to be the general manager. I own this is mine. I want to have a say in what happens. At least he's like just takes the all these other owners are like not the general manager, but then they like walk by the GM's office and talk loudly on the phone and be like, I don't know. I heard Andrew McCutcheon's of it. Like either be the guy or don't. So you, as an owner, you got to figure out am I an owner financially backing this team? Going to put the people that know how to do it in place and watch as a fan, or am I going to try to meddle? And I feel like Mark's biggest problem has been he doesn't know which one he wants to do. He doesn't know which one's better. So if he's going to meddle, meddle. But if he's not, then get out of there.
4: Well, so it's,
1: then to be clear, though, you think there's a higher chance.
2: Hey, I don't meddling- even
1: want to see, honestly, I don't even want to see him in the booth. I don't want to see him do those innings and on Bally's. I don't want to see. It. I don't want to see him. I don't want to see him. But seeing him or not seeing him doesn't mean he is
4: or isn't involved behind the scenes, though.
1: But you ask him a question, and then that question has ramifications.
4: Now, if you trade Josh Hader, the owner has to be interviewed.
1: Like that? Yeah. So then, if you're gonna, if you know you're getting interviewed, make sure that him and Stearns are gonna say the same thing. Well, right, right, Mark right. comes out and is like. I didn't know. I had no idea. David came to me, and I was like, "Okay, bullshit." <laughs> I, I feel
3: like that hater trade made Stearns like reevaluate his ability as a talent evaluator, as uh, a GM. And I feel like that hater trade and the ramifications are a bigger reason for David Stern stepping down than anything else. Do you agree?
1: No. no. I, I feel like on, on, that, on that like path, Stearns had to do that trade because he's limited. And so he's right. trying to think, how do I keep this team? My owner clearly wants us to get the bites of the apple. I, I would think that Stearns is getting shit for that phrase. That's a phrase that probably came out of Mark's mouth first or a philosophy that came from him. And sure. Stearns is just trying to do what he's given the tools to do. And realizing that I'm in a pennant race here. I have to trade this guy back to your thing on paper. It might be like there might be a way to justify it. But then the ramifications of what happened. Also, I traded for all these other guys that blew every other save opportunity. And then I traded for a guy that I paid $5 million to and he never even came to Milwaukee. Well, And I wonder if some of it
3: isn't maybe that the ramifications and everything going bad and all that maybe didn't take away or make him question, but I wonder if how everything ended just got rid of, I mean, maybe he felt like a lot of Brewers fans, like they were excited. They're like, all right, let's go get a bad at the deadline or let's go do something. And then they do the hater trade. And you saw what happened in the first couple of weeks after the hater trade. And most Brewers fans are like, well, we're screwed. I'm done. Mm -hmm. I wonder if it didn't do that a little bit to David Stern, seeing the Brewers fans, check out the Brewers team, check out a little bit. Uh, The Brewers owner isn't supporting him anymore. And David Stern said, you know what? I got better things to do. I'm going to step down.
4: Well, this is, here's my sidebar. I wasn't planning this, but it's, it should be asked. In three years, David Sterns will not be working in baseball Mm -hmm or. mm -mm. Uh, mm
1: -mm. I I think he'll be back in baseball. I, I still think that this is like a weird contract thing.
3: Yeah, I think he's going to be an advisory role somewhere. If if I not. think he'll be a
1: GM in New York, one of the teams. The yeah. president of baseball operations. Yeah, yeah he, he looks so happy at that press conference because he's like, I finally get a day off in 20 years.
3: Yeah, I mean, he's going to sit there and he'll stick around with the Brewers as long as he's contractually obligated to and his advisory role. And he'll pretend like he's not going to jump back in baseball. But as soon as New York calls, he's jumping over there.
4: Well, I would say we don't. No, we don't know David Stearns. I think a lot of people who are sports fans, myself included, we often think like, wow, he's got the best job in the world. Do you know that David Stearns could make exponentially more money in a different industry, right? Like, do people know that? So like, and probably work a hell of a lot less hard for that money. He's a really extraordinarily bright human being. He's got a family. Like, I don't know. Like, is it so wild to think that he's gonna at some point just make more money to do less work with less stress? I mean it's plausible. It's not
3: like <laughs> I, I, maybe he sticks in this sort of advisory thing for I don't know that it'd be the Brewers, but I mean if you're an advisor, he's kind of like pulling a Bruce Arians approach with the Buccaneers where He's at the games but he doesn't technically have anything to do but if Matt Arnold needs to call
1: someone. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, him. but nobody no but nobody's calling Bruce Arians. They just didn't want to embarrass him by firing him.
4: But no, what Toby you're just saying like a true
1: consultant. Yeah. Like yeah. a, Bruce you know, like, Arians is not a consultant. Bruce Arians is a free ticket to the game. Yeah. And he goes home and he sits by his phone all week and nobody calls him and he shows up <laughs> on Sunday and he's like, "Hey guys." And they're like, "Bruce." Good thing, yeah. He's not being paid by the hour.
4: He's got his contract, so he doesn't care that that phone doesn't ring. I, I guess I would just say, like Bart, when that news broke, and you had your emergency podcast. Just kidding. Um, when I was listening, oh to, local, I was listening to local, when I was listening to local, when I was listening to local sports radio on the topic. Oh wait, no, that didn't happen either. But when I was thinking about this situation, and people kept talking to well, tweeting about, I guess yeah like oh he's gonna like the first thing we all he's gonna be the new president of baseball operator for the mets tomorrow or next week or at the very least next year i just kept thinking like ah, are we so sure like if he loves if he's you know maybe he still really loves i'll tell you this like when i was 22 i'd be like you mean i get to be like the beat writer for the packers this is like the, are you serious like i get and i get paid you i get paid i was like that's amazing yeah, Andrew Brandt's like, no, we pay you. Oh, I love that story. <laughs> but by the time I was 30 and I had lived it, I was like, eh, I don't know if uh, this isn't, I don't want to do this forever. Like, I, I'm good. I So maybe I'm, you know, putting in too much of my, my personal self into this scenario. But like, is it so crazy that David Stearns did it? He made it to the top of his industry and now he's in his mid to late 30s and he's like, I was, i'm was i good like that was cool and i enjoyed that i'm glad i did it and now it's on to the next adventure i don't think it's that crazy maybe but again that could just be me putting my own stuff into the pot
1: i think that's what it is all right thanks he will be in g he will be yes mm-hmm. well he, he will be in baseball
3: or it's less work because they can actually just go out and spend 40 million dollars on a player yeah but
4: is, see but the thing that like i would say like Tam- the Tampa Bay Rays, like part of um, that, was the guy who was with the Dodgers, like the Dodgers' second in command, right? Went to run the Rays, if I'm not mistaken, or was it vice versa?
3: I'm not sure, but I mean, I feel like you like it the other way. Like if you if you're with a team that spends all the money, you're like, well, I think I could do it in small market. Let's have some fun, and then you. To- well, that important. could
4: be that's part of the part of the challenge, though, is like the Rays have a payroll less than half of the Brewers, and they're constantly great
3: very good it's all it's the same thing with a lot of things in life grass is greener on the other side Stearns is going to look at it and say man it'd be awesome to run the mets where they can just go out and buy players i wonder what it'd be like out there let's go do it
4: yeah i wonder if that is enticing though because again like you don't get credit if they're good like it's not like you know like their dollar per war is going to be really good. Like, their wins above replacement values. like, well, yeah, of course he's good. You gave him $40 million. Like, oh, yeah, great find, David. Way to go. Like, you found out that the $40 million guy was good. Kudos but, to you.
3: He'd much rather answer questions about so-and-so who's making $40 million than some reliever he traded for that hasn't pitched in two years because he felt like that's what he had to do
1: here in Milwaukee. So, yeah. I, but, David, the one big contract he did give out, guy sucks now, so. yeah valid
3: that's all i had prepared Hmm. talk rogers
4: other than more
1: packers and rogers questions (laughs) did you have more packers no yeah (laughs) Uh, let me come up with one if i can let's see more likely to happen packers win the super bowl
4: or miss the playoffs take three
3: Win the Super Bowl. No, I'm
4: kidding. preposterous question three weeks later. Ridiculous.
1: So Philly and Houston play in the World Series and Philly and Houston play in the NFL on Thursday night. Yeah. yeah. And because of the postponement, now the games are on at the same time on Thursday when the Thursday game was not going to uh, happen for baseball. There wasn't going to be a Thursday game. Yeah. And now there is. I just mentioned that. I thought it was a fun fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that
3: was fun. How close, Toby, how close are, are, they in the, are both games being played in the same city? No, I don't think so. I think uh, World Series is in Philly, the football yeah. is in Houston.
1: Toby, uh, any other comments on your little trip? Are you going to another Commander's game?
3: No, I'm going down to see Northwestern and Ohio State on Saturday, so we get to see CJ Stroud. So that should be fun. Um, is,
4: is Stroud going to be the top
3: pick in the draft? I feel like he is. I feel like he's got more pro intangibles that teams are going to want. He's got enough mobility that he can move around in the pocket. So I think that answers the mobility question. And he's got more size that I feel like he'll be more durable at the NFL level. And I think he's probably got a little bit of a better arm. But when it comes to Bryce Young, I see like I see Russell Wilson and Drew Brees' body. So I think he can be a really successful quarterback. It's, I think there's just going to be a little more – hesitation with Bryce Young, but I mean, a little more hesitation. I'll probably go number two if he's not number one.
4: Toby, why is Terry McLaurin already 27 years old? Was he drafted at age 24?
3: Yeah, he was an old, old prospect. Yeah. A prospect, but.
4: He's in his fourth year and he's 27. Yeah.
3: yeah. It makes me, I, I will say this about Terry because yeah, he is a lot older than a lot of people think he is, but it makes me so happy when Washington wins. Obviously being a Washington fan makes me exponentially happy. Exponentially, yeah, makes me way happier when there you they, go. because Terry McLaurin makes a heck of a play and against a good corner like we saw what happened with Jair, and then this this week we saw him just moss Stephon Gilmore to win that game, phenomenal.
4: Yeah, for sure. I might see if I can get a Terry McLaurin trade in fantasy
1: football, but I was you should like, be in this league with Paul. My God. Paul has had four different versions of his team since week three. <laughs> he <laughs> trades everybody for a week, then trades his whole team again.
2: Can't just keeping up. things interesting.
1: Yeah, he just got it
3: gets boring seeing the same old guys in your lineup every week. You get to cheer for different guys if you train them all. I'm yeah. like,
1: I'm like in a rare job interview and I'm getting text. Third for Isaiah Spiller. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm busy. <laughs>
4: You got to turn on your notifications off. You got to, you have to expect that I'm going to text you about trade possibilities. This is on you. True. True. And by the way, it was a second for Spiller that you, that you declined. I did. It's right, a, it's a Dynasty league. So I was like, you know, like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. As I say, I, I've never seen Isaiah, Isaiah Spiller play a game in his life. I don't know. Me neither,
1: but he was my draft pick and I'm loyal to my guys. Like I told you,
4: I'm loyal to my guys too, by trading them instantly upon
1: <laughs> Rogers and your fantasy league parts. I have, Roger, I have a two-quarterback fantasy league where I start Rodgers and Brady every week.
3: Here's, oh. here's, one, here's one
1: for you. jeez.
3: Oh, I got a redraft, and uh, I started Malik Willis over Rodgers this week. Now, it didn't work out. Malik Willis had 50, 50 yards. For Aaron Rodgers.
1: Yeah. All right, boys. Uh, next show will be a Bucks Live post. If anyone wants to play, that's where I'll be. Mm-hmm. All
4: right. See you, boys.
1: Bye-bye.